You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name is Chelsea Zerna, and I'm an embodied leadership coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and revolutionary humans who aren't afraid of stepping into the unknown and exploring the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. Yay! Hi! I'm so grateful to be here and to be connecting in this moment with my dear sister Chelsea thank you for making the time to explore and play and create together we're both creating some really special things in the world and it feels really good to support each other yeah this is super special I love that you've kind of been a part of my journey for like a few years now so this also feels extra special yeah doing this podcast and bringing our most kind of like our most uh, potent and powerful creations into the world yeah <laughs> yeah Aww. so where did it all begin where do we want to start um well for me it began in Bali um and that's actually where I met you which is amazing um and yeah maybe we can just kind of share our stories a little bit let's do it <laughs> yeah, and introduce ourselves also because I know we both have different slightly different communities that we're maybe reaching and supporting but then there's lots of overlap as well so it's going to be fun to share and see the resonance within our conversation for sure yeah okay cool um so yeah I would say I actually just was talking about this yesterday um for me uh there was kind of a moment where I was working at IBM for like four or five years and um it was it was like an amazing career and I could have taken it pretty far. Like I could have taken it, Mm. you know, for the next 10 years and gotten promoted and gotten promoted. And after I received my first promotion, I was like, wow, like I I was looking around and and I, and I could not see myself being in any of these positions and living these lives. And I was like, this is just not it for me. And I was super conditioned to think that I needed, you know, to be a corporate manager and to do this whole life, you know, how most of us are conditioned that way, Mm. at least in my family, it was either, you know, doctor, lawyer, or, you know, go into business. And And you grew up in New York, right? Upstate, is that right? Yeah, I grew up in Buffalo. Yeah, Yeah. so that's like a whole other layer of like the New York consciousness (laughs) and getting it done, like working. Yeah, yeah. Mm it was super exactly it was super like very intense mm-hmm. and um we're both yeah. like oh, our hair, <laughs> <That's very laughs> hair. <laughs> totally. yeah and the final hair <laughs> so wild but yeah I I um yeah so I was doing that for quite a long time and then I decided that um it was like time to make a shift and I kind of I, I was getting these signs like slowly and they weren't necessarily uh I was just scared I was really scared I felt like I had these like these like 
I guess called we can call them like golden handcuffs oh yeah I've been there you know I was just like I can't I don't know what to do right now I've created this whole life and you know now I'm I'm stuck here and um and then one day I went to a lake house my friend's lake house and I uh took an edible (laughs) and (laughs) really I did and I was sitting on a swing and for the next um 12 hours I I went on this entire journey and it started off with me like putting this rock in my pocket and it felt like I was like protecting this soul (laughs) and for the next like 12 hours I basically shifted my entire life (laughs) and I started off just like crying and at the time I was like leading a college ministry for my church wow (laughs) yeah in Atlanta Georgia so like in the Bible Belt and I um I just had this like you know how people have these like come to Jesus moments where they're like oh my god well mine was like a come you know not to Jesus moment where I was like oh my God, there's so much more than just this story that I've been told. Mm. And it was like, I saw the birds like dancing in the wind, connecting to the trees. And I like felt all of life breathing in unison. And I was like, oh my God, like what? This is like so much bigger than I was, uh, than I had ever thought. And so I was like crying and like my tears were dripping and it was like, I was holding this book and I opened it to this random page and the title was um why am I here and mm-hmm. it was like this was the question that I've been asking myself since I was 10 like why am I here um why do I exist like what is this mm-hmm. and I've been I just you know I was always asking this question and I thought everyone was asking this question all the time so I was like asking other people and people were like I don't know I've never thought about it and I'm like what do you mean Aren't we all asking the same questions? Not everyone's thinking that way. (laughs) I guess people didn't wonder. I wondered every day. And so I was like, when I read this chapter, it was chapter eight and I got to the end and I couldn't go any further and I had to start over. And it was like, I read it. I, I read it almost until I memorized it. And I felt like I was writing my words because her comedy like her her languaging even the example she used in the chapter I was like she called me out like in the book and I was like how did you know (laughs) it was like it felt like I was I had written it to myself for this moment and I was like okay cool like and I closed the book and it was like midnight and I was convinced that at midnight like I, I had I thought that I was becoming enlightened in this moment and I was like okay at midnight I'm gonna die so I was preparing myself and I was like you know I don't know what happens at midnight but they say that life happens in the blink of an eye and I thought, feel like I figured it out now so now I'm this was it <laughs> and then the night came and I didn't die I went to sleep and I woke up then I was like all right if i if I'm not going to die, then that means I need to do, I need to start over and do it totally Maybe differently. It's time to really live. It's time to really live. Exactly. That was exactly how it felt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I ended up um, like, I went to church the next day and I was like, I think this is my last time going here. 
at least for right now, I was like, this isn't really resonating anymore. Like everything, I just took so many notes. And while I was at church, I was like, it doesn't, it's not landing. Something's not landing. And I just, I didn't go back. And I ended up like quitting my job <laughs> through a series of events. And like life really, <laughs> really made it possible. My like le my landlord just canceled my lease all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and I had to go somewhere. And so I ended up um, getting invited to an entrepreneur house in Barcelona and met a guy and ended up moving to Bali with him. <laughs> I know, it was wild. That was kind of like the universe, like communicating to me, like, there's an entrepreneur house. You can start something yeah. you want to do. And then it was just like, okay, this, it was like my, it was like, she was like reeling me in into this like mystery, like dangling this, like, you know, 15 entrepreneurs living in this house. You can create a business. Yeah. And then it was like a full blown awakening. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> she like got me to Bali. And I'm like in Bali going through this massive identity crisis. And that's, that's when I met you. Right. So wild. And luckily, like I started journaling a lot and writing everything down. And I and I haven't doing this since I was a child, but when I started on this process, I was like, I'm gonna want to look back on this one day. Like I know something wild is happening and mm -hmm. I'm writing everything. And so I just started like writing and writing. And even when I was in <laughs> Bali, I was just like recording all this information. And um, yeah, Bali was super intense. Like I, I was like living in paradise, living in this gorgeous place. It was hot. It was like, there was amazing community. And I was struggling with myself every day. Cause I was like, I just quit my job. Now I don't have an income. What am I doing? I just jumped into the coaching world. And it was like a lot at once. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh my God, now I have to like, like figure out like how to actually make a career out of my passion in life and I kind of went like all in all like really all in I was just like I'm just quitting everything I'm cutting the ships and just jumping in and um yeah I think I needed to do that because <laughs> it really it really it took it, it it exponentially increased like my journey like tenfold because I was like this is it I'm immersing myself deeply in this. I'm going as far as I can in all the pathways. And <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens. And luckily, uh, my partner was like the most unconditionally loving human on the planet. And <laughs> as I was going through this like identity crisis, he was just like holding me. And I would have these like reactions and like these fear spells would come in and I would just panic and he would just like hold me and he'd be like, it's okay, peanut. And just like, he was so sweet. And like, <laughs> it was like my inner child holding me through this process really. And, you know, like, yeah. And um, while I was in Bali, I, I met this woman um, who was a psychic and I sat down across from her and she looked at me and she just said, um, you are doing this for a reason. You're healing 
all of your mother's side of the family, all of your ancestors, it stops with you. Mm. And it felt so resonant. Like when she yeah. said it, like, I imagine that a lot of us are mm-hmm. like literally the generation that's breaking this generational pattern. And like my whole, my whole body was covered in chills. And I was like, I freaking feel that. Like, I really feel that. And I was like, I feel like I'm the first woman who, you know, followed my intuition, carved my own path, went to another country. Um, there's obviously a lot of privilege in that as I say that but like had my own career, wasn't dependent on my husband and was able to kind of like make these choices and like self-actualize in a way. And I feel so grateful and so lucky to have like been placed in this time period during this, you know, world era where a lot of us are just waking up and we're lucky that we're not like like drafted into the military we're just like like we're in this place where we're able to actually do this work and I'm like ah thank you (laughs) like this is so important and yeah like I mean that was the beginning of my journey that led to obviously like a lot of other things that then led me to move here to Tulum just sitting next to you (laughs) yeah Yeah, such a special time that we met and I remember hosting a workshop at that the house that you were living in in Bali and being in touch with you about organizing that and it was just such a different reality different time different beings and it's really special to me now in this way and as we are and to have enjoyed some collaborations and yeah and just to be new beings you know devoted to our embodiment and more authenticity and truth. And I really relate to that story of just taking the full leap of faith and being in golden handcuffs. And, you know, for me, I was in New York City for like seven years and I ran a PR agency that I helped start. And I was like a dream job in every way. Like I just had everything I thought I wanted. I was like Carrie in Sex in the City, then a <laughs> PR and that had been my dream, you know, after I got sober in 2011. And you know, started to take care of myself. And then I, my career was just doing so well. And yeah, I had the same trajectory, like mapped out, like, oh, I'll be like managing partner and, you know, this this global agency. And it all just felt very shiny and amazing. And I was so unhappy because mm-hmm. I simultaneously, while being in that career path, I was deepening in my spiritual journey and, you know, exploring my intuitive gifts and psychic abilities and doing like kind of undercover healing with people on the weekends at this healing center in Brooklyn. And and I was like coaching people. I'm like, I want to do this. Like I'm meant to do this. And I would feel very stifled when I would show up at my job. I felt like I had to pretend or like kind of dim my light to blend in. You know, people would be like, how was your weekend? You know, on Monday. And I'm like, I can't tell you what I even did because it was so incredible like I can't even speak about this here because it would make people feel uncomfortable or it would just be it just wasn't the right environment for me to be and I just the voice the inner voice of like you need to leave got louder and louder and louder and yeah I hired um I had been working with life coaches already to like just help heal my body and you know take better care of myself and develop my energy healing abilities and whatnot as I was starting to see my own clients in that realm and then I hired a new mentor because I, I saw this woman was like traveling around the world, coaching people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to do that. Like, can I do that? How do I do that? And so I hired her to be like, teach me how to do that. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, I put my notice in two months later at my job. I thought it was going to take a year to do that. Like in my mind, I'm like, it'll have to be a year. I have to save this amount of money. And just working with this coach and being in that field of possibility helped me to like just collapse the timeline and see like, no, I'm ready to go now. And there was also, you know, this knowing that I, I had things set up in place to like support me. Like I wasn't just going into like nothing. I knew that I had resources. I had done consulting entrepreneurship prior, years prior. And so I knew I was going to be supported. And sure enough, just as I made that leap and I made myself available, I was offered two jobs like within a week of each other from an old consulting client and then from another friend who's like start, you know, was creating a startup and was like, I need a marketing advisor. Like, oh, you're available? Can I hire you? (laughs) And I just had, I had three clients right away and I was getting paid the same amount of money, working half the amount of time and working with my friends. And it was just so much fun. And you know, I got to travel. I went to Berlin and Portugal and just these, I just felt free. I was like, oh, this is so fun. This is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted to travel the world and just be, you know, in this freedom to go where I want and also to help people to just have that be my main source of like where my energy is going, you know, whether it's in business and startups and strategy, which I love, which is so healing implicitly or doing intuitive mentorship and coaching with visionaries, you know, and it's, it's all, it was all bridging together so well. And yeah, and I, when you were talking about the entrepreneur house in Barcelona, it made me laugh because even when I was in my agency job, I did this crazy thing called Startup Bus in like 2015, which was so cool. I did, it was like a week long thing. And it was like, the whole premise of it was, are you crazy enough to get on a bus with 50 strangers? And create like ideate create and launch a startup on a weekend while driving around the country <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> I way like, I was like I have to do that yeah <laughs> and I did it and it was so oh, it's this organization called startup bus and there were all these it was so fun I felt like I was in a video game and there were like buses leaving from like Vancouver San Francisco Mexico City Nashville New York and then we were all going to like do our startup accelerator on this weekend while driving around in this bus for three days, like wow. right, assembling our team, creating a company, doing the whole thing, like literally getting to the point of sending letters of intent to investors and doing proof of concept, like coding, oh my MVP, all of it. It was so fun. And then we met in Nashville for a pitch competition and it was like hundreds of people. It was amazing. And that just, that was in 2015. So that was a year before I decided to leave my agency, but that really planted a seed for me. Like, wait a minute. I just felt so alive doing that. I was like, this is so fun. Like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like I'm supposed to be in this kind of field with other people that are crazy. <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> that want to create new things. I want to like, I want to take these leaps of faith and create, I say, create the world we wish existed. Like mm-hmm. those are my people. And you know, so that was a really, it's just nice that we both had moments like that of like, oh, that's possible. And and being in these groups, being in these group experiences in these fields where we're templating these energies together, it's like, yeah. it's life-changing. It's a cellular awakening to, you know, the new reality that we really want to live in. And so, yeah, I mean, that was like 2016. I left my agency and then I, you know, launched into this whole like startup consulting and then coaching and then I also made my way to Bali and had a dark night of the soul and like face my shadows around presented as scarcity, but it was really around validation seeking and very deep wounding around never feeling supported, you know, growing up with um, alcohol, alcoholism in my family and just having really a lot of trauma and just never feeling that 
support and stability and then really hitting a rock bottom in Bali of like, oh my God, I'm my nervous system. I don't even think I had the words then to describe it that way, but I just felt like a chasm between the way that I presented myself in the world mm -hmm. and how I felt inside. Mm -hmm. And it was just so painful. And I felt mm. like such a fraud mm. and it was just really deep. It was a death really. It felt like I needed to like, I was literally, it was like that dramatic, like lying on the ground, like I'm going to die. It's like, that was really bad. It's similar to your story. Like, and also just surrender. Like I need help. I don't know what to do. I know this is my dream. I know this is what I'm meant to do. I know I'm an incredible healer and guide. Like I know that, but I want to believe it and feel it and feel this stability and confidence and power and you know just so much was coming up and I love these sacred portals that we're called to visit and live in because they bring up this awareness like Bali is such a portal of illumination it's the yeah. mirror of the soul and it will show you just because it's mm. such pristine energy there it will show you distortions and unconscious material that's in the way of you being in your essence you know and that's why I love to bring retreats there and groups there and just yeah. live there because it's so healing and and you have to take responsibility too I mean or else Bali like kicks you out and mm -hmm. you know it's like you have to be willing to face it but um yeah yeah and then there's just been the entrepreneur journey is just like continual alchemy and personal growth like on steroids for sure <laughs> just learning to be really more and more stable and then amidst so much more expansion mm -hmm. and just infinite that's what I love about entrepreneurship is like there's infinite potential for expansion instead yeah. of like you're working for someone else and that's kind of like there's only expansion according to their capacity to expand you yeah know? And so it's a really exciting time that we're in and I totally agree mm -hmm. with you that this our generation in particular signed up to clean out so much generational trauma and distortion so that we can really be ourselves and be mm -hmm. fully present and it literally it appears to me in sessions and readings with people where we're like literally dusting off our dna mm -hmm. from like distortions and trauma patterns and densities like it's just we're literally cleaning it out as we give ourselves permission to feel mm -hmm. and move things that we don't need to carry and mm -hmm. it's a full-time job doing that for sure it is <laughs> for sure it is it is and it like really puts life into a deeper perspective when your focus shifts from having to do so much and create so much in the world and and then just to shift it into like wow what if we could create all of this stuff in the world just through taking care of our internal being mm -hmm. and like it <laughs> and it does actually work like that you know mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of um self-awareness to actually help that <laughs> I just like this little plant's like I want to hug you <laughs> <laughs> like a little later it's a lot of self-awareness responsibility I have a whole chapter yeah. in my new book that's all about embodying heaven on earth and what does that actually mean it's like the question I ask is you know to what extent are all of the crises in our world actually the result of a crisis in consciousness where we're not mm -hmm. fully taking responsibility for the parts of ourselves that need support and love and and to what extent are all the issues we see out in the world really a reflection of our own inner beings yes. wounding that's unconsciously not being tended to and then being projected in our external reality and so we're really in this time of leadership it's a call to complete integrity complete leadership responsibility embodiment of our true selves and like rising 
rising through connection and collaboration and authenticity while really, you know, being willing to look at our true selves and get to know ourselves and develop this resource. You know, we can't just live in this external superficial way of like, look at me and and what I'm making and la 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 doing, you know, it's like, wow, we have, we are really called to live from this place of presence and embodiment and attunement and just like full I feel like it's integration like integration of all that we are and then bringing all that we are into all that we do create and letting our creation be more like I call it an emanation of us instead of like this linear you know processing logistical things of like the architecture and the strategy and creating more from a place of presence and working more with universal support and energies of intuition and synchronicity and all the things that come online when we naturally sink into more presence and embodiment. Mm-hmm. And then our magnetism can create a lot for us. For, <laughs> sure. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting too. Like I, I think a big motivation for why I got into this field is actually my mother and when I was growing up, my mother had a, a really intense depression. And uh, as a kid, I just really wanted to see her happy. I wanted to see her shine. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mom, like, you know, let me surprise you by cleaning the house or, Aww. you know, let me, let's go work out. Cause I, I just knew that like her moving her body would help. But as I, I started getting older, she was like my biggest motivation for getting into coaching I was like I really want to help my mother mm-hmm. and the like I went to the edges of the earth to find solutions and I recognized how much trauma that she was carrying because her you know her father was an alcoholic and she really grew up with a lot of mm-hmm. um, abuse in the house and um she she you know really had to go through a lot to just be where she is today Mm. and I think that a lot of people in this world are carrying so many heavy things Mm. and then just getting medicated instead of really dealing with the root of what's happening and it really caused me to go to the edges of how to actually help people heal emotionally and 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 to create sovereignty and this word is actually I feel one of my biggest missions like the program that I created is all about moving from victimhood into sovereignty in order to actually reach liberation because you know it is very challenging taking responsibility right with great power comes great responsibility and it's almost like the more responsibility that we can take for things in our lives, the more personal power we develop and the more personal power we develop, the more we start to recognize our own divinity, like our own power, like our own um, recognition of source and God. Like we become the image of God essentially. And it's not to inflate um, an ego saying that, it's actually like, it's actually the opposite. It's the state of humility. It's the state of like um, being in full recognition of how much we're actually responsible for. And in taking that responsibility, it requires a lot of humility to actually like sit back and be like, wow, I actually created this. Mm -hmm. I'm actually responsible for all of this. And I feel like, yeah, this journey was, you know, you talked about Bali kicking you out. 
I think I did get kicked out at the end of my Bali journey. It was time for me to leave. Oh, I haven't been kicked out. No, no. I see other people get kicked out. If you I don't was choose one of to take responsibility, yeah. stuff will just start falling apart. I've seen it happen to so many people. Yeah, for sure. And when I was leaving Bali, um, mm-hmm. I ended up getting into a scooter accident where, luck, I mean, I was fine, but it was scary. It felt like a near-death experience where I was like, going really really fast towards a brick wall and all of a sudden my scooter's wheels just like flew out and I flew into a rice paddy and I was just like held and I was like oh my god it's time for me to leave this was my call and it was because I wasn't taking full responsibility for my emotions but at the time I didn't have the capacity to do it I didn't have the tools I didn't have the resources I was blaming my partner for a lot of things and and reacting and he um he was just like holding me in that and he also we were kind of in a similar state in equal opposite ways so he didn't necessarily have the tools either but we were just like two people that were just experiencing like these reactions and 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 in this in this dynamic which so many people in the world live in that state and they never get to evolve from that state and looking back at myself, I'm like, wow, I really wish I could give myself these tools because I would have caused, I would have saved myself a lot of pain. Um, you know, I maybe not have gotten kicked out of Bali, although I, I know that I was meant to like leave. That was a catalyst. <laughs> it was a catalyst for sure. And yeah, I think that, um, you know, a lot of people in this world are just stuck in like feeling victim to their own emotions to their own circumstance to the things that are happening in the world and it is so powerful the moment that we can actually take responsibility for our emotions and our experience Mm -hmm. and although it's like it sounds very simple it is simple it's not very easy all the time there's so many things that require our absolute presence in order to actually do that and then so much communication that has to happen. And um, yeah, this is why it literally became my mission. Cause I was like, wow, I, mm. I feel like I'm also helping my mother by doing this. Mm. Like, as I started learning these tools, I started seeing my mom, like, like starting to work out and starting to want to heal herself and starting to be like, wow, I have this desire out of nowhere <laughs> and I didn't have to do anything, you yeah. know? That's how it works. <laughs> we do, it's family constellation. You know, we're all one organism, really. We're all one holographic reality, just one being, one reflection of God. And I really do believe that. And I've seen it just so many times. I can't not unsee it where we heal our DNA, we heal the trauma in our body, we heal whatever you know, density, it's creating some obstruction in our desire field, and it ripples through our whole family, it ripples through the collective, it ripples through our reality, and we see immediate feedback, usually, I've had a lot of miraculous experiences with my family directly, and just releasing these huge threads of shame, mm-hmm. and guilt, and betray, you know, regret, and just always infinitely more there's deeper forgiveness and it's always you know I think our families are like the biggest initiators on the path of sovereignty and liberation it's like wow to really see the capacity that we have for compassion and, and true forgiveness and you know it's like it's so humbling I'm I'm continually humbled and like I thought I forgave them and then something mm-hmm. else will come up and it's like 
oh, there's a deeper layer now that I have even more capacity to feel something that I wasn't able to before. And yeah, it's not easy, but it actually is simple to take responsibility and feel and be you know more masterful over our emotional experience, which is really what we're called to rise into now as embodied authentic leaders emotional you know eq emotional intelligence i feel is like the biggest currency really of our world and it will be or i call it coherence you know the ability to be embodied in our authenticity and presence and integrated as our whole and complete selves to the point where our energy field our presence is just harmonizing wherever we show up and that's my intention and my being that i'm cultivating and that's really what i I'm here to help other people with people who really get that like that's the whole point i'm sure you have big visions and you want to create intimacy and money and and you know beautiful contributions in the world and feel alignment in your purpose and feel activated in your power and how much more fun is all of that when you're actually bringing your full self to the table and you're present and you're clear and you can feel and let emotional energy actually move through and you're not holding mm -hmm. on to anything that then is obstructing your ability to manifest and create and attract mm -hmm. what you truly desire there's no confusion there's no unconscious you know projections that you're calling in to heal a trauma that you're not taking responsibility for and mm -hmm. there's no race you know like I'm like am I ever just gonna be alive in this body as a human and be like clear and just there's no more trauma. I don't think so. I think, you know, the more I tune in, I'm like, no, there's always going to be more stuff to work on as long as we're alive, as long as we're human. That's the whole point of being, you know, in this form, in this reality. That's the whole game. But we yeah. get to be more resourced and have more capacity to handle whatever comes mm -hmm. to the point where it's like not really as big of a deal anymore. The deeper we go, the farther we go, it's like, oh, yeah been here before okay what am I going to learn this time mm -hmm. and I think that's a really good point it's like expanding our capacity to hold becomes greater the more that we do this work because I know when I moved to Bali and maybe for you too there was a period of time when I first awakened where it felt like a full-time job and kind of it was because it was everything was so new and it was almost like it was like the, the blindfolds came off and I was like oh my god this is what's actually happening and in that moment, it felt like there was so much stuff that kept coming through like a fire hose. And it actually did take some conscious, intentional focus to actually work through it. And now over time, it's been five years since then, maybe almost six. And um, yeah, every single you know year, I feel like I've gone through another initiation and integrated more in my capacity to hold became greater and I also learned how to like transmute quicker and so it's not necessarily a full-time job anymore it just feels like part of now my lifestyle it's almost like working out mm -hmm. like I work out every day you know I have a certain diet I have a certain energetic cleansing and it's like part of the lifestyle versus having to dive all the way in um, and mm -hmm. like handle it fully and I think a lot of people you know have this fear about getting stuck in the healing process and I think the the drowning people can be drowning. like drowning if you're not taking care of it in an integrated way then it can feel like finally everything has to like drown you to get your attention to actually tend yeah and part of that is avoidance it's like if we're actually able to face it and really like meet it um I feel that it's able to kind of move through us quicker 
And when we're avoiding and kind of looking away, we prolong the process. And it actually um, takes more energy to do that. Resistance yeah. and avoidance is way more energetically exhausting than actually meeting whatever emotional current is coming through to integrate and metabolize. But again, our survival brain doesn't know that. It's like we, you know, we'll, if we're letting that kind of overlay our, you know, true self or higher self or kind of this more mature being, and we're letting our inner wounded inner child run the show then that's going to, you know, put us in that pattern of the avoidance or resistance, which is all so much more taxing and, and tiring. And it's just like, for me, I know that pattern actually turns out to be a self-sabotage away from like, you know, being fully present for what I say I want. I can like more in the past too, will be like, I'm going to just be in resistance to facing this thing that I know is in the way of having what I truly want. Cause I'm actually afraid of having what I truly want. Cause that'll be like, too good or it'll be like the new reality or too much power too much love whatever it is responsibility yeah <laughs> too much alignment too much ease this is actually more comfortable to be yeah. in a, st- a lot of people were f- just familiar and comfortable and conditioned to be in struggle mm-hmm. to be in victim that's like the loudest template or example we have in our society yeah all it's, of our role models are like yeah, that it's all the stories in the movies it's like the victim and the hero and the savior and and it's like new, it's new to have an example of like sovereignty. And what does that actually feel like? Or what does it feel like to have more examples of leaders that are present and authentic and have like a calm nervous system? It's like can feel jarring or uncomfortable at first because it's so rare to come across that. I know earlier on in my journey, I used to be triggered by people that were very calm and present because I was more used to frenetic, high anxiety, trauma response oriented people that felt comfortable to me. And I just didn't know that, you know, I took it personally if someone wasn't acting frenetic and having this like anxious feedback with me. And it was a lot, it took a lot to get used to as I healed my own nervous system to realize like, oh, wow, that's just someone who feels calm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that that might be really common. I feel that. So common, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people, this is their baseline and I don't, I I struggled for a long time to find leaders that I actually felt that I could follow or I, that inspired me or that I wanted to like role model myself after. And it's also, you see someone's image and then you really feel who they are. And sometimes I would have these role model leaders that I would really look up to. And then like the truth would come out, like a mask would fall and I would have them on this pedestal and I would be like, oh, yeah. wow, this is not real. And there's also this, this element of, you know, one, having compassion for the human experience and being like, we are all equal. But number two, it's like actually choosing leaders that mm-hmm. are really embodied in their message and they don't just have this like Instagram following with this image that's on social media or on TV <laughs> or whatever, and just really not know that, like not really feel the truth of what yeah. was actually happening mm-hmm. underneath you know been through that lesson many times pedestal being pedestal by other people letting people give me their power playing that whole game doing that with other mentors and teachers and just I think one of the greatest lessons of our time now also as we step into greater responsibility and leadership is discernment and having really clear attunement to ourselves and what feels true and then we can see through the good marketing or whatever it is that the mind might register as someone I should follow or listen to or powerful being or whatever. And we can actually feel underneath like what is true 
mm -hmm. and what is in resonance. And if someone really has medicine for us yeah, that we're meant to receive, we can like fully translate it, you know, through our own, through our own truth. And I think that's the most important part, you know, of like the sovereignty, this movement that we're co-creating. Sovereignty to me is like the capacity to really be our true, full, authentic self and in our power, in our presence, in as many moments as we can to be that embodied presence, highly discerning of any energy we're allowing in, any energy we're putting out, and just having this really pristine like radar, you know, and boundaries or like agreement, clear agreements of like mm -hmm. what we're engaging with. You know, it's such a key part of our energetic hygiene, you know, I would say happiness and yeah, and just having like clear relational dynamics with people, especially in this age of like just overly saturated with data and marketing and social media. And it's hard to sometimes see through, you know, it's hard to mm -hmm. see like what is true and to not follow the crowd, to really go for what is is genuinely a calling for you. And that can sometimes feel really vulnerable. It's like, wait, am I the only person that's hearing this thing and no one else is? And, you know, a lot of the visionary path can feel lonely at times too. Like, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's, I know that's part of my lesson. Maybe you relate. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be really comfortable with that. Like being alone, like I'm not alone. I'm in connection, but I am like, the one that's here for this life like it's me and god and like getting comfortable with like feeling and seeing things in such a different way that most people probably aren't going to get or relate to and that, that doesn't matter what matters is my own knowing my truth my heart how i'm taking care of my soul and what matters to me and really and that sovereignty like really like honoring oneself mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love to say that sovereignty is like the ability to self-govern mm -hmm. and to make decisions from a place of that internal yes and no, that discernment versus mm -hmm. the judgment, which is mm -hmm. like the good or bad. What does society deem as good or bad? And rationalizing like, your decisions. Yeah. yeah, it's like switching this mentality mm -hmm. from like, oh my God, like a judgment to a discernment. It's like, mm -hmm. this is right for me. This feels like a yes for me. Mm -hmm. And this is a no for me. And yeah, for me, what actually really helped me come into deeper alignment in my embodied leadership was Tantra mm -hmm. and the path of really learning boundaries powerfully and learning how to actually say no and accept other people's no with love. And that also empowered my yes and my desire. And it really allowed me to claim a full body yes like wow this feels like every part of my being is a yes and I know what that feels like and when it's not that I'm I'm not I'm not a yes to that and this journey has created so much integrity because now I'm saying yes and no to things that are supercharged and like highly highly like desirable and also saying no to things that are really not in alignment and my structural integrity like my ability mm -hmm. to hold has become so much stronger and my ability to also feel other people's integrity has become stronger yeah. because I know what it feels like within me so when like when I'm like the way that I lead and the way that I look at leadership is like I feel this integrity and this is like a become like a major value for me in my life. And this is like, mm -hmm. wow, I really want to be surrounded by people who live in this way 
and 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 I feel like I can trust the leadership of people who operate in this way and therefore when I'm not leading I know what that feels like and therefore I can surrender into it mm -hmm. and I feel like the best leaders are also the best followers partly because they know who they can follow mm -hmm. and so it's like wow like I I trust that you're actually you can hold this deeper than me and I'm just gonna like mm -hmm. totally surrender back into that and that feels so good to me to be able to like strengthen that as well uh, my whole body is just like ah. <laughs> yeah I mean that's what we're here for it's it's even beyond followers and leaders it's like we're all leaders yeah and what's it like to be so no, like in your knowing of your own embodiment and your power and your gifts that you can associate outside of hierarchy you mm. can be in coherence with other powerful beings which we all are and drop the masks and show up when it's your turn to give your gift your unique gift and you can rest back and let other people do their thing when it's their turn. And that's when we're tapping into this like harmonic, you know, design of life. Yeah. I think all of life is really meant to be that way, but it gets easier when we learn to really listen and trust. And again, we inherently cultivate that safety within ourselves where we can rest mm -hmm. and we can trust and we can just be in that presence and let, let life support us more. I know that's been mm -hmm. one of my biggest lessons you know again coming from a long childhood and lineage of just like trauma and abuse and neglect and suffering and mm -hmm. victim and like extreme poverty and a lot a lot to unwind and like cultivating safety in this body to feel like I can actually embody number one <laughs> and then to actually rest and feel at home and comfortable and then trust myself to listen to that full yes and to resonance and to, you know, go beyond the mind that's like, well, this happened in the past. It's always wanting to project from the past to protect, 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 not safe. And to, you know, instead sink into this presence of like, I am safe. I can rest. How does life want to support me? What wants to be just given to me now? Like, how do I just receive? How can I just, I'm a receiver. Like, we're literally tuning forks and receivers. That's how our <laughs> fields are coded. Like, that's what the body is. And a lot of our, a lot of my challenges and challenges I notice in others is like just living from living counterintuitive to our design. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. And I feel like this is kind of like the blueprint to this new earth that a lot of us are creating right now. It's like switching from this hierarchical mindset into this yeah. holacracy, into this feminine economy, into this place where col collaboration overpowers or the collaboration is uh you know better than competition it's natural well we're just <laughs> natural we're remembering the natural way we're meant to be yeah honestly and just cleaning out the noise and mm -hmm. I know that we both have really beautiful containers yeah. that has been percolating and I'd love to take a moment to share about those if you feel like it's a good yes, time for yeah. sure yeah Can you share about yours sure so um, for the last three years, I've been creating this company called The Chrysalis. And over the last year, um, we've been putting together this seven-stage rite of passage journey into transformation and personal power. And essentially, uh, we've interviewed over 200 people over the past few years. And we, we recognize that people follow almost the exact same pattern. And... Um, and I also went through this and all of my co-founders went through this and 
through all of our journals, we were able to pull out our own stories and actually um, blueprint this basically seven stage awakening process. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I feel like whenever we're able to see a roadmap and kind of look at something and observe something, um, it's almost like, wow, now I know there's a pathway. Now I know there's a map and now I can more easily walk this map. I didn't have a map. So I was like, what the hell am I doing? And I felt lost out there. Totally. And it's almost like when we have a blueprint and a map, we don't feel, we feel less alone. We feel less lost. We feel less like we're just on this journey and who knows where it's leading us. And so it's almost like giving us this like blueprint. And so I spent um, the last year curating this seven stage journey. And I recognized that we needed some master coaches um, who specialize in certain fields like trauma and, you know, um, like emotional reprogramming and different types of elements. And so um, this course is also supported by uh, a group of master coaches who have specialized in their fields in different areas. And um, yeah, it's also like an example of this collaborative coaching environment that we're creating and all working together to create this beautiful um, space for transformation to be held and supported. And the chrysalis is almost like this metaphor of the whole kind of population moving from this dark night of the soul as these caterpillars that are kind of like susceptible in the world to jumping in the chrysalis and going into this cocoon and going through this process of transformation, potentially in this like dark, safe space, this like womb-like space, and then coming out on the other side and merging and stepping into this new life of a butterfly and, and being supported in that process and having community in that process. And so we've, we've really thought, well, it didn't feel like a thought. It actually felt like this was from lifetimes that we've been creating this mm. and we've been just putting all the pieces together and the chrysalis has kind of been feeding us this information of what mm -hmm. she wants this container and the space mm -hmm. to be. And we've just been like listening and, and really like just creating for her. And so this program is called metamorphosis and it is the representation of this journey that every single human is actually going through as they awaken and it really maps out these seven stages of awakening. So that's going to be launching in a few weeks. And we have a free online festival um, that's going to be happening um, at the beginning of March. And it's essentially, um, it's a free event for the entire Emergence. community. It's called Emergent. Beautiful. I love that name. I love the name. So <laughs> and it's essentially a place for everyone to connect and, and learn. Yeah, and it sounds like you get a taste of what metamorphosis is about through emergence. You just get this like a chance to tap in with that template of the initiatory rites of passage and you get, you know, support and get to connect with this amazing community and these master coaches. And I really get about what you're creating that it's a frequency upgrade for like anybody that just plugs in, whether it's for the festival or this longer term program and, and training. And I really appreciate that. And I think that's what so many of us are called to create at this time are like these frequency accelerators. That's what I would call them, where these <laughs> groups of really powerful beings get together and we're just, we're bringing through new consciousness, new frequencies, new capacities. And again, like doing this transgenerational trauma healing and just clearing out <laughs> densities so that we can be more on our purpose, more on our mm -hmm. path. And yeah, just congratulations on all the work that you put into 
template that and and I really get to like to it's taken time to like be the person to be the being that can anchor that kind of field like we get these visions I've been through this so many times and it's like I get the vision but then I'm shown the inner work that I need to do to actually like meet the vision where it wants me to be like to be able to lead it and that's happened sometimes it can be a year it can be a month like it's a whole process but that's part of being in integrity and that's part of how I mean any vision that we have is going to be a success when we're willing to be that embodiment of the energy of our vision you know we really need it otherwise it doesn't work so I love that exemplifying that thank you thank you 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 just spoke everything yeah (laughs) Yeah. I can see it because I I lived it and I see it and these are my people I mean I really only want to associate with people that are leading in that way because mm-hmm. it, it feels so good to be around and yeah. you can just tell when somebody isn't that yeah I'd love to hear about your program too thank you yeah <laughs> so I have um a, a training program it's for facilitators called Essencia and Essencia is a uh, really an attunement an energy that came to me that means to embody heaven on earth through being and so I got the guidance to create a quantum healing facilitator training using uh, the Akashic Records Facilitator program that I've ran through like hundreds of people. And it's you know one of my favorite program offerings. So we'll do that at the beginning. And then we have another um, healer training and more hands-on and remote quantum energy healing called Essencia. So it's all energy healing attunement and skills as being a facilitator and being an energy healer that can work with people and facilitate sessions with body work and then also remotely in this quantum field. And then the third part of the experience is focused on 5D visionary business, which is you know how I approached hundreds of people for the last 10 years. And it's really my unique approach to building an authentic soul aligned business that's based on authenticity, embodiment, and high integrity, and a lot of fun, really. So it's this eight month container, a lot of support, a lot of, I mean, it's definitely gonna be just healing at the cellular level. That was the biggest download around Essencia's like bring this group together of new earth visionary leaders, way showers and guides that are really ready to template this new era of what it is to be an authentic, high integrity embodied leader, especially in the world of spirituality and consciousness where there's just so much noise and so much oversaturation of like just people saying a lot of things that, that maybe don't have the embodied awareness or capacity to facilitate a level of transformation that is deep and lasting and sustainable in a safe and trauma-informed way. So my guidance to create this was really to answer a need. There's a need in our world and in these spaces of healing and transformation where I want to see more leaders and guides that are empowered to create really profound transformation, but from this highly attuned again, trauma-informed, very present space, because I've just seen so much damage happen, and, and really in my own uh, path as well, you know, it's been incredibly damaging at times to work with mentors and teachers that have huge followings and have huge marketing, and then when push comes to shove and you're in a really challenging moment and really need support, this person can't actually hold the space for you, and they're triggered in their own trauma, and they, they're not able to support and they're not able to show up and it actually creates more damage in the long run for everybody involved. I've had a lot of experiences like that and I've been devoted to my own personal healing and attunement 
to unwind as much unconsciousness from myself as possible for the last 10 years. And I have, you know, this council similarly to what you're gathering of master guides, facilitators and leaders that are just the best, you know, trauma-informed guides I know of that are also going to be assisting us in Ascensia to do deep mentorship and practice. When it comes to facilitation skills, I'm just like really feeling like we have the full support needed at this time to show up in the way that we want as healers, as guides, as these magical beings that we are fully empowered, that we're doing so with just like full confidence. And then we get to create amazing offerings, programs, you know, uh, really unique ways of offering our services all through the lens of, you know, visionary business. So I also have, you know, these initiatory rights that came through from my program. So interesting, these, these terms, because it's, Part of, I sense what we're both bringing through at this time is like the ancient mystery school practices and we're bringing back the temple. I feel chills like saying yeah, that. Too. Yeah, we're bringing back the temple and we create these online portals for transformation and healing and they have cool names and there's intentions to learn and train. But I'm bringing back the temple, which mm-hmm. is like the sacredness of what it is to be a human embodiment at this time and to have full multidimensional awakening of our gifts of our higher consciousness access, of our creator ability, of the pleasure and joy and beauty that we have access to on this planet, of the magic, of the mysteries, you know, that we all know and remember that we're going to be remembering more and more as the frequency on this planet continues to increase. And, you know, how are we taking care of ourselves through this time of great expansion and just the most powerful energy we've ever known, you know, coming through our bodies, coming through this planet, supporting our creation in every way. And, how are we called to play with it? How are we called to be in community? How are we called to receive support? You know, and I really, I just will say lastly, I really want to empower other leaders. Like that's what I'm here for. I think that's what you're here for too. Like I want to empower other leaders, not followers, but people that want to rise into their own leadership, have their own communities and students and temples and creations and just like, and we're all leading together like we're leading on the front lines this new wave of consciousness that is so ready to come through in our physical reality it's a huge shift and it's like everybody is called to duty you know what I mean it's like we're just assembling the team (laughs) I feel that so deeply yeah oh my god thank you so much yeah it's a pleasure this is so beautiful gosh I love your way with words and it's amazing how similar of things that we're creating in the world and how magical it is to call forward more in integrity leadership and yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> so to play and share and connect, and we'll keep sharing more about ways we can, you know, um, share about emergence and invite people there. We'll have all the little links below our videos. You can connect with both of us and our different offerings. And I'm sure this will be the first of many more collaborations to come. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bye. So fun.